0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friend, we have been having so many powerful chats week after week here. I mean, some of them have been great because I've been able to introduce you to some of my friends and some of the people I've worked with and some of my clients and just people who I know are out there doing incredible work that you may not be hearing about, but you should know. So I've loved having those chats, but I've also really enjoyed some of our What I like to call our one to ones, you know, our quick little 20 minutes where I get to kind of update you on where I am, what I'm learning and hopefully give you information that is helpful for you and meets you where you are. And as you know, the theme of this entire season, you know, this entire sort of grouping of chats that we're having is starting over and how we really need to get good at starting over, and how life is going to call us to start over, whether or not we want to, or sometimes by choice. You know, um, starting over isn't always negative. Sometimes it's about having a new baby, or choosing a new business idea, or getting into a new relationship. You know, there's a lot of really fun, positive, happy ways that we get to start over, but sometimes it's also something that is more unexpected and a little bit more challenging. Like, ending a marriage or ending a friendship or terminating a career or even something as simple as uh, maybe a little neutral like becoming an empty nester having your kids grow up and move out you know all those different things are part of starting over and I'm just excited because I found that a lot of the lessons are transferable and all the conversation that we've been having the back and forth with you guys reaching out to me and leaving me voicemails and telling me about you know how a lot of this information is applying in your life has just been really fruitful and helpful for me and I'm just very grateful to all of you and Today, what I wanted to talk about is a little bit more sensitive, if you will. It's I would say for my mamas in the room that this may be a headphone chat just in case uh, you've got some little, little ones, but it's definitely like Teen, fourteen-year-old and up, friendly, because I am going to talk about more of like relationships and datings and things like that. But you know, we always keep it appropriate around here. But I do want to um, just give you that heads up because for me, it's also super sensitive. This is a little bit more personal, and I'm still. I usually share my scars and not my scabs. So I like to share things once they've healed over a little more, even if there's still marks around them, not when they're still fresh. But I have a feeling that the season I'm in right now in relation to this is is just going to be fresh for a while. If you've listened to episode one of season three, you already know that I parted ways with my husband. And I'm currently bi-coastal, so I live in L.A. and Atlanta uh, with my babies. And I am doing the single woman thing, if you will. But if you've been watching a little closely over the past couple months, you also know that I have recently reentered the dating pool. (laughs) And uh, it's interesting because it was something that I did not anticipate. And it wasn't something I was seeking out. And frankly, like, just to be really honest, I wanted to talk a little bit about this. And I'm going to talk about it as much as I can in different ways. It's a bigger issue. And I know it's different for everyone. But everyone always wants to know, what is that like? Do you even consider anyone? Like, what are the feelings? And what I want to share is kind of what I've experienced. I've been told a lot of what I'm experiencing is kind of textbook. And so I'm hoping it meets you where you are if you either are still in a relationship but thinking of exiting and worried about some of these things. If you are recently out of a relationship and you're wondering if this makes sense for you, if you're just one of my internet besties and you're worried or wondering how I'm doing, like I'm happy I'm going to talk about some of this stuff now. So this episode is all about the before of getting ready to date and what that means and what that was like sort of even putting on my single girl hat after being a wife for 12 years. So what you may not know is that I got married super duper young. Wow, it feels weird because I'm about to I'm about to tell my business, right? <laughs> we're about to talk my business for real. This is a real like homegirl. We're sitting down. We're going to chat chat because you guys mean I don't really talk about this type of stuff. I talk about it in my book a good bit. You guys will see that come out at the top of next year. But, uh, you know, I guess we're just doing it. So grab your ginger ale, girl, because we're about to chat. So I met. The husband when I was 22 and I was married by 23. And I know that some people get married at 18 or 19 or they've known their high school sweethearts and all that. But I mean, we met when I was 22 and we were engaged within six months. And the husband is actually a little over six years older than me. So we had like, you know, some good space in between us. And what's interesting now, you know, obviously hindsight, like I'm almost 40. So like hindsight, looking back, I... Think about the fact that I have two girls that are the age that I was (laughs) when I got married. You know, mid-tiny is 20, big-tiny is 23, and I'm like, oh, heck no. Like, I can't even get mid-tiny to, like, move up out my house. You know what I mean? Like, she is like, no, I'm up under you, mom. Like, are you kidding me? You know, big-tiny is... Proudly nine months sober and doing really well entering the world. But my gosh, marriage hardly even on the plate. And I'm just like, what was I thinking? Like my first thought going back to all that was, what was I thinking getting married at like 22, 23? Like, and I know that part of that was my checklistiness, if you will, where I felt like this is, you know, this is something that I've really shed over the past couple of years. But this sort of idea that I have to be a certain way and there are certain marks that I must hit. So for me, a lot of it was go to school, get the job, make this money, get married, buy a house, have a baby. Like this sort of general like wrote, you know, hit these marks because that's what you're supposed to do. So I had entered that phase, I guess, where it was like, you know, 22, 23 is like, you're out of college, whatever. And you're like, okay, I need to find my mate because that's the next thing that you do to start building the life. I also had the mindset that I couldn't start building the life without a mate. So how on earth would I get a house or do the next thing if I didn't find my mate? I have to let you know, And it's fun to talk about now. And, you know, I know that this is maybe you can hear me smiling. So this is sort of the prequel. No, that's not the word. Spoiler alert. That's the word. (laughs) This is sort of the spoiler alert, if you will. But I have love in my life now. And now that I know what I have, I didn't realize that I didn't have it before. So it's, it's probably why you hear the smile in my voice a little bit. But I was not aware of how important love was in finding a partner. Y'all, I know that life is crazy when it comes to being healthy. And if you've been following me over on Instagram at Nicole Walters, you've seen that I've been sharing more of my recipes, my meal prep and all the different tools that I use to stay healthy, as well as, you know, just get things done and save time. And what I want you to know is that there's a product I use every day. And I started taking AG1 because I knew that I needed more energy. I was worried about my immune systems. I mean, I've had health concerns over the past couple months, and I just really am not into pills or vitamins. And I just wanted a supplement that tasted great. I wanted to know what the hype was about. I mean, I've had friends who've used this, and it's transformed their hair, their skin, their nails, their well-being. And for me, it has been a critical tool in just restoring where I was and also keeping up with where I want to go. And I don't know if you've heard about it anywhere else, but AG1's everything. So with just one scoop of the AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins. Now, that's really, really hard to get. I mean, are you really going to take 75 different supplements every day? It's just not possible. And that also can get really, really costly. I don't know about you, but if I can even figure out what vitamins to buy – It's really hard to figure out how to afford them. And AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. And I wanna let you know that right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. So it's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day, and that is it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements just to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Nicole Walters. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Nicole Walters to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. To start a company but have no idea where to begin, or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles based influencer and co founder of the Clean Skincare Line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. It's hard to say out loud, but it's true. I really thought that love was something that grew over time. And this is something I've heard is a common thought that, oh, it'll, it'll happen. It'll grow. It's about finding someone who matches on a lot of bullet points or you're compatible with and that love, you know, if you feel some inclination towards it, it will grow and mature as you experience and do things and that it matters more that you're able to be compatible because love will vary and wane over time. And also, you know, I, and again, I talk about this in detail in my book. I did not grow up in a home where. Love was heavily present and culturally partnerships within the Ghanaian community, you know, not to say they're devoid of love. There's obviously like, you know, lots of love partnerships, but there's also practicality about a lot of relationships in our culture where they are, um, you know, you want to be sensible and you want to marry someone who's like well to do and has their things together and, you know, stuff like that. And you also need to come to the table in a like minded way. So when I met my husband, like he was great on paper, I was attracted to him and he was very different than people I dated before. And in my book, I talk about, you know, some of the relationships I was in prior to him between the ages of 19 to 22 that were physically abusive, that were emotionally abusive, that were financially abusive, and just really meeting someone who seemed mild-mannered and to sort of be the counterpart to my high-energy self, while also it felt like gave me a lot of space to be and dream and do, I, I just was like, this is great. You know, I'd rather be with someone who seems like they don't do too much than be with someone who does too much because I've experienced the other side of it, you know, 22-year-old self. So fast forward, married for 12 years because also I'm not a quitter. Just so you know, like I never ever in a billion years thought I'd be getting divorced because I just, everything is just a salt problem to be solved in my brain, right? But on the other side, boy, am I glad that, you know, God had different plans for me because now I, I think I'm really shaping a life that is going to be just so flipping beautiful. But that said, I just didn't expect any of this. So um, what's crazy is I have not been single. Getting back to now we're fast forwarding to real time. I have not been single since I was 22. And y'all know dating at 22 is so different than when you're an adult. So for those of you guys who got married in your 30s or in your late 20s or in your mid 30s or are remarried, you know so much more about yourself like, what? Like, I know what I like. I've accomplished goals. I have failed things before. I have succeeded at things. There are things that I am not looking for in a partner because I know how to provide them for myself. There are things that I am expecting in a partner and boundaries I know to set because I know what I require in order to function at my best. I know what it's like to truly, especially now, like as a woman who is, a multimillionaire and has corporations and has had the ability to literally, I have lived a whole life already. I've had three kids. I've sent kids to prom, to college, to driving. Like I've done all of the things. I've had a full 7,000 square foot house, big old house, made all this money. I've done, I've lived a whole life and I have closed a whole chapter. (laughs) So it's like, I'm literally not even 40 yet and I've had a whole life and whole family. Like I literally could just start over. It is the weirdest place I could have ever imagined myself like it's bananas. But what I can tell you about it that's cool is when I finally was ready to date, I was like, I don't need anything, but somebody that I know will help me grow in the areas I need to grow, challenge me to be my best self, love me, you know, and nurture me where I need nurtured. And who I can lend my gifts to so that collectively we can really show up in this world in a great way. Y'all, when I tell you, that is not how I was dating at 22. (laughs) You know, at all. I was like, I need someone who, like, I can, like, do dishes with and who, like, when we buy a house. It was just, like, it was more, like, perfunctory. It was odd. So all that being said, when I first separated from my marriage, and unexpectedly so, I remember thinking to myself oh boy I'm trying not to like tear up I guess I don't know I remember when I left I remember thinking no one would ever want me and feeling like I mean it was even a thought I should stay in this marriage because no one's gonna want me because I'm old and I have three kids and I like have a divorce under my belt and maybe I should just stay where I am because Who's to say that I'm even going to find anyone? A couple chats back, I talked about how dealing with the mom guilt around divorce is really hard and that how that alone can keep you in a relationship that doesn't serve you or the world, you know? And this was one of the things that I thought would kind of, you know, I was like, I don't know if I want to leave because what if I can't find anything ever and I'll just be alone? And even when I was forced to go, I really quickly had to accept, like, look, like, Maybe it's okay if you're alone as long as you have peace and as long as you're safe and as long as your kids are there. Like, I'll always have my kids, always. And as long as you're able to do work that's meaningful and, you know, maybe, like, I'm not kidding. And maybe some of this sounds familiar, maybe it doesn't, but, like, maybe love just isn't for you. Maybe that is a thing that is just, like, people talk about, you know, and it's just not a real thing, kind of like a unicorn thing or You know, it's like a fairy tale concept or maybe people are hyping it up, but it's just not it's not all of that, you know, and so and that's okay, You know, just do you like I'm still a happy person and I still feel love in a platonic way and in a parental way and in a familial way, you know, so maybe romantic love just isn't something that's going to be in the cards for me. And um, and that was something that I actually had to accept first as part of my healing process, because then it allowed me to realize I needed to focus very much on me. Like what type of life would I build? if romantic love wasn't part of it and that is something that I just want to throw out there so that you know for those of you guys who are saying yourself because my first thought was I will never get married again I will never have another part and this is apparently divorce 101 like the minute you get out of it you're like I'm never doing this again like that is just a very standard feel like why would I ever want to even tie myself to anyone ever again so that was so so me Also, I was just physically exhausted, mentally exhausted. I was ill. I was sick. You know, I talk about this in episode one. My face was paralyzed. My blood pressure was soaring. Like, my body was breaking down. So, you know, the last thing on my mind was dating. So once I finally started bouncing back a little bit and building out a new routine, the next thing that happened that I started doing was just really, again, loving myself and loving myself meant in the, in this, you know, it's kind of sad to say, but in the base form, going to doctor's visits and eating well and exercising and doing yoga three times a week. And I just want you to know that I always like to throw out this caveat. It is not lost on me that I am very privileged in having the ability to recover from enduring this transition the way that I have. Not everyone has the money, the flexibility, the ability, the space, the time, older children. All of these things are privileges, some of which I've worked to earn, but some of which were afforded to me by my place in society, my stature, what have you, you know? So I, I'm I'm not speaking any of this from a place of this is what everyone should do and it's easy. It's not. I, these are just the cards that I had in front of me and I'm fortunate that I got to play them. But that said... I was able to really just double down, like obviously still, you know, got a mom, got to work, you know, all of those things. But in between all of that, I discovered that I liked to snowboard and I learned how to roller skate. And I went to yoga classes and I lost another 22 pounds because for the first time in my life, I'm gymming regularly. And I've discovered things like for 12 years, I didn't eat Mediterranean food because in the very beginning of our relationship... It was sort of determined that we don't like Mediterranean food. But then I discovered I really love a good falafel, you know, <laughs> and then, like I really got to spend time asking myself, how do I want to show up in this world if a partner is not going to be in the cards for me? And I spent months doing this, like actually not most probably the better part of it, a year just saying I'm going to be alone, possibly forever. So better like the person that I'm with. And if that's going to be me, then I'm going to be the best me. And that is what I did. And boy, was it amazing because what happened was I realized that that energy attracted people to me. And when I say people, I mean not just romantic partners, but friendships. I have been able to strike up conversations with girlfriends in the nail shop because moving to a new city, I needed girlfriends, you know, and it's been awesome because we now are we hang out, we talk on the phone for hours, you know, like I have a little brunch group, you know, like all these cool things. Because I said to myself, what is my life going to look like if it is not fixated on a romantic relationship and serving a family? If I still have to show up in this world as me, you know, the best version of it, what does that mean? Who am I? You know, and so that's what I did. And what happened was um, I met someone. That's the best way I can describe it. Oh, y'all, it is hot outside. The kids are back in school. We are doing all of the things all the time for all the people. And we still got to drink our water. (laughs) I'm telling you, drinking your water and minding your business is the secret to a sustainable long life. But I do recognize that even though it's important so that our bodies will function and our minds will stay sharp, it's really hard to do. I mean, doctors recommend that we drink about two liters. That's a half gallon of water daily. And I want to let you know what I do to make it a little easier. I use Water Drop. It's the solution to all of your hydration needs. It's basically these small and convenient effervescent cubes. And you drop them in your water and they add flavor, vitamins, and mamas, even caffeine. (laughs) to make it easy to use on the go. They're tiny enough that you can throw them in your purse and they're quick enough that you can just throw them in your water bottle, shake it up and you're good to go. The flavors are berry and fruity. They have a citrusy one and an herbal one and it just makes drinking water easy, fun and effective. I personally love two of their flavors. I love Glow and I love Focus. Both of them have the vitamins I need to get through the day, but the taste that I love, so it's not gross. Y'all, this brand was created to encourage hydration because we're already trying to do it, but without creating another bottled or canned product. So what I also love is their micro drinks use 98% less plastic than plastic bottles. So if you do care about reducing single use plastic bottles, this is a great way to do that and encourage your own hydration goals. So I want you to know that you can head to the Water Drop website and get a special 15% discount for any listeners of this podcast. So you're going to want to browse their collection of micro drinks. You're going to want to look at their glass and steel bottles, their carafes, everything that you need to do your hydration on the go and do it in a tasty fashion. (laughs) All you want to do is use my discount code Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, on the Water Drop website and get your hydration together, girl. I'm telling you, this is all you need to hit your goals for the rest of the year. So get out there, grab your Water Drop, and let's get drinking. I didn't expect it. When I say I was putting myself out there in in feeler form, it really just meant that if someone decided to strike up a conversation with me after a certain point, I said, okay, I will engage in the conversation, but my intent isn't to develop something romantically because I just don't know where I am. And so I did. I went on a couple dates. And if you were following on Instagram, you know, it was really hard. My very first date that I went on, I remember. being so uncomfortable and and talking about, like, my kids. And I think it turned into, like, a coaching session almost where I was like, well, what's your purpose? Well, what do you think your dreams are? Well, you can do it. Like, I just didn't, I realized I don't even know how to interact with people. Like, it was like, what is wrong with me? I'm so awkward. What do I do with my hands? Like, what do I wear? What is weird? And then also the whole, like, people date weird now, you know? Like, it's like, it's online is is a huge thing. It's not like you don't necessarily meet through a friend through church, and then like also dating an older segment. You know, like some people are really ready to like settle down and have families, and you're you may not be in that season right away, especially right after divorce or with kids. It's just like there's just a lot. Also, for me, like I'm Googleable. You know, and that is really different, too, because we all first of all, let's just keep it real. We all Google people when we're going on dates. And if you don't, you should. You know what I mean? Because you want to find out what you can find out. But it's also weird because I would sit down and I literally would have a date with someone and find out that they already knew about the husband and, you know, or they'd sit down and they'd be like, wow, like your life is so cool. I can't believe you did all these things. And you're just kind of like, oh man, like there's so many more sides to me and all that's really great. And it's it's really sweet and supportive, but I'd also like to, us to like get in, to know each other organically. And so I was just like, man, this is really... This is tough, you know, and so it it was kind of in spurts, like the getting ready to date is like I would go on a date or two and I kind of be like, maybe now's not the time. But I was so glad that I'd spent time getting to know me before that because it allowed me to go back to me, you know, and say, like, cool, well, I'll just hang out with friends and go snowboarding. Like, I never felt like I lacked. I didn't feel like I was chasing a romantic relationship to complete myself because I was enough. And I was I always was prepared to know that if it was just me and my babies forever, that was enough. And so for those of you out there who are saying to yourself, like, I don't know if I want to leave my relationship because what if I have to get back out there? Well, guess what? Even if you leave your relationship and it's just you, you're enough. You know, nothing is missing with you. And if you're feeling like something would be missing if you're just by yourself, then that's even more encouragement for you to start really doing some of that deep dive to make sure that if you're by yourself that you feel complete. Because that that is something that you would still have to come back to many times over. So might as well do that work now. And then, of course, if you're already single and you're saying like, well, how do I date? These guys seem like trash and all of that. One of the things that was pretty awesome was because I didn't have any major goals around dating or a relationship or anything, I actually didn't have too many parameters. Like I went on a date with a guy who was like in his 50s. I dated a 28 year old, which, by the way, too young for me. (laughs) You know, I I was like, I can't do this. Like like you're good looking, fella. But I keep wanting to call you kiddo, you know, and that's not a good move. Just so you know, like you can't do that, okay, kiddo. Well, sounds good. You keep after it. Like I was like, I got kids' to age. You <laughs> know, it just did not work for me. But you know, like it's cool because I didn't have any weird parameters. Like I dated people of all ethnicities. I dated people of all working classes. I did like I just. It was really just like I'm open to meeting people and finding out. And I think sometimes we also put these tight parameters around like, well, I'm looking for someone who works like this. And I'm not saying like lower your standards or whatever. I'm not some pro dating expert. I'm just telling you what I did and what worked for me. But I'm letting you know that part of how I found my partner. Ooh, I said partner. (laughs) You know, like part of how I found the person that I'm seeing now that I'm very, very, very happy with is because I wasn't putting any parameters around it. I was just kind of like, God, please just bring goodness in my life. And while I'm doing this whole thing, I just want to experience and be happy. And also I want this to be a value add to my life and and help me have the strength and comfort to use the boundaries that I've created where if this isn't a value add, that I can stop that and be comfortable again being with myself. And I mean, that really has been my prayer. Like, God, just bring in goodness, bring in ease, bring in peace, you know, bring in people who... Just add to that. And so the readiness to date part is not one where I think that we just we arrive at some place or it suddenly feels right. It really is about kind of putting your toe into the water and also just being very open but it's hard to do that if you're not OK being by yourself, if you're still thinking you have to find a partner, or you need a partner or you require a partner. If you're at a place where you're like, I'm OK being by myself, well, then guess what? Every time you go on a date, you might just end up with a new friend. And that's OK, too. You know, or a new business partner, new whatever. But just that energy really does serve the dating world and experience. I was so grateful to have allowed myself to engage it that way because I didn't really leave dates with a lot of disappointments. I will tell you after my first date, I did, you know, cry because I was kind of a jarring experience. It was very real and realizing I'm going to be out there like, holy cow, I'm doing this all over again. And it was tough, you know, but that was tears for me, sort of a little bit more of that mourning and grief of having been a wife and not like, I mean, I like I'm going to be completely honest. I'm so happy in my current partnership. And yet I still wake up some days or I still have moments where I'm like, I don't have my ring on. And oh, no, you know, and it feels weird because I'm just so used to being a missus and I wasn't ready to give up that title, you know. So it's a shift and all parts of your body aren't going to catch up and all parts of your mind aren't going to catch up at the same time. But when they do, it's a beautiful thing. And um, so speaking of a beautiful thing, I am excited to talk about it, but, you know, we'll do this on a different day. But because I just really wanted to focus on the readiness part of it. But when when I was ready, I think that there were parts of me that also showed that, you know, and when I went on the da- my first date with this person, again, I walked in there not expecting anything. I just knew that I thought he was incredibly good looking and I knew that he was totally different from what I dated before because I used to date introverts and people who I felt kind of matched my energy but weren't necessarily competitive with my energy And because I just thought we'd be a lot in one room, like two extroverts, you know, but this person was just a ball of energy also. And just generally, like, I'd sworn off dating anyone who even looked like my ex, you know, so it was a total shift. But man, am I so glad I stuck it out. (laughs) I'm so glad I stuck it out because that first date was everything. It taught me so much about myself. And I knew as of that first date that it was something different and I'll tell you now, I'm almost eight months in to this, in which, you know, you guys haven't known the timeline and the tracking, but that's some of the math. And I've been dropping little clues on social, but, you know, we get more deets here. But now that I'm eight months in, like I I could eight months could easily be forever. But I also because I'm level headed, if it's not forever, that's also OK, because I can always come back to me and me's enough, you know. So all that being said, I can't wait to tell you about the first date. I think that you'll get a laugh out of it. But I also think that there's going to be a lot of really great lessons in there around, OK, so these are some markers. These are some things that make sense. These are some things that I can look for, you know, if I'm trying to figure out if it makes sense or if it's something worth exploring. One of the biggest things that I'll give you a little preview of now that I, you know, told I tell my kids, my my older girls when they're dating, is that I, I never showed up at that date looking for a partner or wanting to prove myself or trying to find a way to make this person fit. Instead, I sat down Totally open minded, you know, to just getting to know who this person is and knowing that, like, you got to earn a second date, meaning if there's something that intrigues me, if there's more that I want to know, that is what dating is. Dating is seeing that person, you know, to find out more about them until you determine it's no longer a fit. And even though we're eight months in, I almost ended that date in the middle of the date because I was like, I don't know if this is a fit. So it's kind of funny because once you hear all the things, you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you almost blew it. <laughs> but we'll we'll cover that another time. All that being said, I'm excited to share this stuff with you because it has just been a dream. And obviously in the book, I will go into much more detail about like kind of the ins and the outs. But uh, you've already been seeing it on Insta and I can't think of a better way for us to have this girlfriend chat. So uh, you can hear me cheesing and you can hear me sounding like super giddy about it. But, you know, as much as I've shared some of the darker times and how I had that season of struggle, I also want to share the light because life is very much both. And we are incredibly, incredibly incredibly deserving. So friend, more to come. Another great chat. Ah, oh, I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend.